Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. How are you today? I am wonderful, my friend. And it is October the 1st. Woohoo! It's the October. <laughs> that was really cheesy, but I loved it. So it's the you've, it's the Burr months now. Yes. Have you ever heard of the Burr months? Well, when I was up north, I did. Down here, it's hardly Burr. Oh, but it is still wonderful. September, yes. October, November, December. There's yes. a little bit uh, you know, of chill in the air and the holidays are coming. The and so change. Happy October to you, my friend. And to you as well. So have you had a great week in the arts? Well, I'm looking forward to Friday. It'll be another first Friday at Faith Arts Village Orlando, FAVO. Wonderful. Where the artists each take one of those motel rooms that they've turned into a studio slash gallery and open their doors and welcome all who come from five to nine on Colonial and Highland. Well, how's that for commercial viewers? Or not viewers. Who, who's <laughs> peering they, in here? What are they viewing? <laughs> I know, exactly. And They're, Jason will be there with his art. Yes, he will. Your fantastic husband, who yeah. is one of the most talented artists I've ever seen. Thank you. Truly, truly, truly. And uh, so what time is it again? From five, five to nine. Very mm-hmm. cool. So there's lots of things happening this weekend. And um, we know that because of um, Hurricane Irma, there was uh, some theaters in town and, and, and lots of art in town that was mm-hmm. disrupted by that. And uh, Man of La Mancha at Orlando Shakespeare Theater and Jesus Christ Superstar at the Garden Theater and Newsies at the Orlando Repertory Theater all opened at the weekend of Irma. And so they had to cancel some shows. And of course, that comes with lost revenue. We want to take care of our artists. So you can still go out. All of those shows are still running this weekend. So you can go out and see them and support them. And these are first shows out the, out the door for the season. And they put a lot of energy and extra um, just extra care into that first show because it's kicking off their season so they really want to share this with you not just to have you fill the seats but because they're so proud of what they offer absolutely and we always do our big broadway musical we did titanic this season which was so fun but we always do it that opening weekend as well mm-hmm. and this year the our v- big venue wasn't available that weekend so they moved us back two weeks earlier well, it would have been and your so show it too. would have been our show too and our show is only one weekend and right. so it would have been canceled uh completely right. so it was just favor that we were able to move back two weekends but i can absolutely feel uh, what those theaters are going through and having to cancel and those the shows artists, they go through so much rehearsing and so much to learn those roles and it's not for a lot of money. They do it for the love of it. And what they love is being able to share it with you, with us, when we sit in a seat and we're moved by their performances and we see the work and, and how they've danced and how they sang and what they learned and the message of the story. Mm. Our lives are a little changed. So, And the reason I'm saying this to all of you who are listening, if you've never thought about going, now's the time to go because not only will you enjoy it, but you need it. Absolutely. And to all our beautiful listeners out there, every week we come on and advocate for the arts. But I think we're advocating especially hard this week, to go out and see theater, go out and see a show, go out and support the arts, because the arts are a part of the healing every time this community goes through anything. Mm-hmm. And we need the arts. Mm-hmm. So go out and show your support, please, uh, and to our artists, because I know they will they will greatly appreciate it. Well put, Joshua. Um, well put, Mary. Speaking of artists, <laughs> are you excited about our guests? Super excited. And for the third time, we have super a superstar on the radio ding, show ding, ding, today. The same one. The, ding, ding, ding. Well, it's the same superstar. Well, I was just a game show. I'm putting my hands in the air and waving them, everyone. I wish you could all see what's happening right now. I have no idea what's going on, but it's hilarious. 
Yes. So today on the show, we are featuring the Orlando Ballet, how we love the Orlando Ballet and Robert Hill, artistic director and creative genius behind the ballet. This is your third time on the show with us. The first time was in person on the TV show and you looked fabulous on the TV show. Do you oh, remember that? Right. Robert? Yes. Yeah. That's right. And then the second time you, we were on the show, we were in the other studio yep. and it was the day that Prince passed That's away. Right. Remember? Yep. I your do remember. Guest. We were sitting here talking about, yeah, our first guest on the show. That's Right, mm-hmm. we were sitting. Our kitty, you were there too, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So our kitty, we're gonna meet our kitty in a second. But we, um, we were sitting here talking about wouldn't it be horrible if there was like some really bad news that came over the TV while we were talking and, and sure enough, breaking news. Yeah, uh, yeah so and that was Robert, memorable. Robert, I don't know if you know that we were in the small studio across yep. the way. We moved into this larger studio, and we said, "Wow, what if something happens today?" We bombed Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right, maybe we're oh, bad just... luck. <laughs> oh, it's us. It is us. I think it's totally us. Uh, and let's then we... don't do this show too often. <laughs> let's hope no, nothing kidding. happens today. <laughs> and we also have three uh, amazing dancers from the Orlando Ballet Company, Arcadian Broad, Nick Patterson, and Adam Borland. So welcome to all three of you guys. Yeah, thanks, so guys. Glad, glad that to you're be here. here. Very, very mm-hmm. cool. So, Robert, what is happening new at the ballet? Oh, boy. New? Uh, let's see. We've got a really great season coming up. I'm just going to tell you very quick. Sure. Please. Yeah, please We're going to start off. Um, actually, um, October 3rd is our first uncorked of the season. So you've got to get out if you've never been, or even if you have been, come back and see. Yeah, and we've got us. listeners who might not know what uncorked is, so uncork it for us. Uncork it for you. <laughs> um, I'd like the guys to help pitch in on that too a little bit, but it, 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 it started out as a, a way for us to be at the Abbey because Ron Legler really wanted us, mm. he wanted to have ballet on that stage and for us to do something. And so it started off being a place for us to do a little preview of mm-hmm. what's our next main stage performance um, and pretty much just kind of, you know, light entertainment. And then somewhere along the way, I got this crazy idea to do choreography in the moment. So the dancers don't know what's coming. They don't know what music. They don't know what steps. And they're freaking out. Just <laughs> and they're in front of an audience. You yeah. know? And it turns out that people are actually enthralled by it. And it, they just are blown away by it. So, um, and I think it shows a side of ballet that people don't ever expect. They, they don't, they don't mm-hmm. know that what goes into actually mm-hmm. making steps that mm-hmm. connect and how dancers quickly assimilate that information. And, and turn I think it that's the art. key. Yeah, is quickly because I don't think I've seen Nick or Adam yet, but I've seen Arcadian several times at Uncorked from the choreographer perspective and being choreographed. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see professional dancers, you think, yeah, they, you think they worked really, really hard on the steps. Now they worked on the, and they do, but you don't, you don't know how quickly these professionals can pick up movements and it's it's mind blowing to watch you do something once and then to see the dancers like are repeat that perfectly right right afterwards and like, then when they repeat it several times they it it, it morphs right before your eyes it yeah turn, it turns into you know a, 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 a especially if it's a dance between two people is a real conversation it's between, a, yes and and it's the interpretation of it so then before your eyes, they're actually learning the steps, but then they're dancing the steps. They're not yeah, just doing steps. Right. They're, they're dancing the story. Whatever it yeah. is, they're responding to the music. And Arcadian, it, how do you wonderful. do that? Is it just natural for you, or is there like men- mental exercises you do to be able to remember all these moves? I mean, I th- it's different. For, <laughs> I mean, it's just natural. It's different on, for everyone. <laughs> I mean, sure. But I, it's different for everyone. But for me, I've always um, had kind of a very 
quick turnaround and picking up uh, a skill set, basically. Um, and it just I was able to apply that to choreography and to music and everything in my life. So it's more it's it's definitely more fun than anything for me because a lot of dancers that have had the opportunity to experience uncorked or something like that they they stress out and freak out like no don't do anything too hard don't do you know don't do this don't do that you know i just want to be able to not forget it and it's like you kind of just you have to accept what's happening you have to be very open to the idea that you're going to mess up but it's okay to mess up because the great thing about the abbey stage is that it's basically like a glorified studio for us mm, because mm-hmm. in the studio it's a safe space to rehearse, mess up, fall, do things differently. And the Abbey's the same exact thing, just with an audience. It, just you're so letting us in on the process right. of creating, and, yeah. and that's yeah. just a beautiful thing. Yeah. It would be amazing to watch you do a turn, a leap, a hop, and then someone do it, and then they didn't have to do it again. Then you'd add on to it. They'd do what they did, and then add that on. Mm-hmm. It's your language. It's a different language. It was right. fascinating to watch. Right, and it's great because dance is, um, you know, kind of like the universal language, kind of like how music is. It's like everyone can understand the feeling that you're portraying. Um, everyone, they don't have to know the vocabulary of the technique or anything, but they know by a certain gesture of the arm, they can feel the the um, emotion in your eyes and everything. And that speaks more than, you know, any sort of um, verbal language. Mm. So. In, in a setting like that where there's an audience watching you, are you more comfortable choreographing on the spot or being choreographed is that the right term being choreographed yeah. on yeah on on yeah um i don't know i have fun either way but i feel like i'm more funny to the audience as a choreographer than the dancer because when i'm dancing i'm focusing mm. to an extent but with choreography i'm kind of just like juicing it up and you know just having fun and throwing banter and everything and um so I think the audience He's probably enjoys He's a ham. <laughs> and making it as hard as they you get, can for your and poor dancers. he gets dancers. hammier every time we do it. No. <laughs> right, I know. Too much ham. Is it uncorked so stars? Let's, let's put Arcadian some cheese broad. in there too. <laughs> so I have a question for you. As an actor, there are some um, actors that act externally, right? They'll, they'll mm-hmm. make a gesture and that gesture might make them feel angst or love or passion. And some people feel the passion and then they put that feeling into the... So it's working inside out or outside in, and it just matter. It only matters what works for you. How do you work as a dancer, and is it different for every dancer? Oh, definitely, it's definitely different for every dancer. Um, everyone has a different process. Everyone, I mean, we all have different brains, so we all process things, you know, differently um, than the dancer next to us or that we're working with. Um, so, I mean, as in my journey thus far as a dancer, um, I've always had, I guess, my struggle point is really um grasping and embracing a character through the entirety of a full-length performance Mm. so like i'll get the character for like the big dances or like for the key moments but the standing on the side or like the small the small little gestures that we don't really see that aren't featured you know i kind of fall out of character and stuff um that has always been my biggest um thing so i always have to you know, just remind myself that during this time period, especially when we're doing a full run through of a show to um, really involve myself entirely into the moment, into the the action that's happening right then and there, because I'm not Arcadian for that moment. Mm. And um, 
So, and, yes. and dancers, ballet dancers, are are actors. We they are, have to yeah. ca- take on the character. Mm-hmm. And Nick, uh, I saw you as Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I'm sure you've been other things, but I remembered you in that, and you were brilliant. So that was Thank a really you. tough. You're welcome. That was a tough role. How did you prepare beyond the technique of that that hard, you know, dance role? How did you prepare to be a candlestick with that personality? Well, it didn't come very easily at first. Um, Arcadian had to work with me a lot and kind of. Uh, show me the different different uh, quirks of the character per se uh um kind of show me the finesse cuz he has kind of like a weird like kind of almost like a bit of an ego kind of mm. but like not really he's kind of like a uh fancy and uh flourishy so he kind of had to work with me in that so I, we had a lot of intense like uh rehearsals where he would kind of show me what he wanted me to do and what he wanted me to like kind of portray as far as the character and stuff. So it was definitely a, a process, but a very fun process. Would so. you say it's like half of it is the technique and the actual dance moves and half of it is just how you carry yourself oh, and the definitely. character on the stage? Definitely. And did you find that there were some, in a, in a role like that, let's take that role, for example, did you find that there were pieces of Lumiere in you that you didn't know? Or are you naturally egotistical, Nick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Um, no way. I, I, yes. I def- no contraire. <laughs> not, not that characteristic, but were there other characteristics that you were having to bring out that you're like, oh, I'm actually I think, comfortable with that? I think when I started rehearsing it, I started to grasp some of the humor, the humor in it. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm, sure. with the humor. And I started kind of having fun with it, really enjoying it. And uh, what you were saying earlier about, you know, it's not just dancing and it's uh, it, it it won't look good if you just dance it. Like, it. like he Arcadian always says, like, it's all about the character. You really have to be the character. And it, re- it shows when you see, because you see some of the dancers in the company playing their character and, it looks good because they are the character. So mm-hmm. I, I really had to like, like process that whole like feeling and really apply myself to the character of Lumiere. So mm. no, I, I and I had such a ball doing it. So I, I loved you. it. That's interesting. <laughs> well, we're gonna hear a little bit more about this, and I want to learn more about what it's like to be a dancer when we come back. And we will be coming back. Magic one hundred seven point seven FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my astute, sagacious, and wise erudite co-host, Joshua Vickery. And we are so excited to have our guests here from Orlando Ballet. Um, Thank you all for being here. Robert Hill, creative director, Arcadian Broad, Nick Patterson, Adam Borland. Is it Borland? Mm -hmm. Making sure I get that correct. Um, You're painting the picture of what it's like to be a part of your your company at this point. And Adam, I'm going to start with you. What is it like to be a dancer? What's what's your life like as a dancer? What is it getting up and and what do you do during a typical day? Well, first off, when I first came here last year, I felt at home here. So it's a lot different here than anywhere else I've been because it had it feels so comfortable. 
in Orlando um, or mm-hmm. with Orlando at Orlando Ballet. Ballet. What makes it especially yeah. home for you? Robert Hill. Oh, well, <laughs> and that's not because he's just sitting there. I wish no. you could see what I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, just sat up taller. I, I feel like you I need to share this many times on social media, <laughs> Robert yes, Hill. Yes, <laughs> no, I really just feel like that he gets it. He gets kind of where we are at in our shoes as a dancer. He gets it more than really any director that I've been under. And it's very relatable. And he has a lot of compassion. And um, he doesn't just look at us as a dancer. He looks at us as a person. Mm. So when he makes a certain decision to maybe speak to us about something that we need to work on, he comes from a very compassionate place. So it makes it a lot easier to listen to him. Is that unique in the ballet world? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And why, <laughs> and why would you say that is? Um, I feel like it's a very stern job. Like you have to, you look at yourself every day in the mirror. So you have to, people have to be hard on you. Mm. Um, I'm a teacher as well. um, And I teach in the Tampa area. And then I teach in the school. I've just now started teaching there. And uh, I feel like you have to be hard on the kids and make them have thick skin because I mean, it's a dog eat dog world out there, especially in ballet, because Everybody wants that role. Mm. So it can get like that. But here, it's a lot different. He's made it a very comfortable atmosphere. And it's like, there's no competition whatsoever. And it's like, when somebody does something great, everybody, like, we had a great moment um, earlier in the week. I'm going to segue real quick because we're going to come back to you. But I want to ask you something. (laughs) What's the secret to that? Uh, Why is it that you make these people feel more comfortable than other places. This is not the first time I've heard this, Robert. Um, I think probably because I, I, I want the world to be a beautiful place. And I think that that has to do with everything from where you choose to dine in a restaurant, what job you decide you want to do. I just think as human beings, you know, that, that you can be good and you can be not good. It, I don't know. I just, I like really positive energy and I like people sharing their love with each other. And I think you, just knowing you, I think you look at all of these dancers as like your kids, you know, like you want them to succeed. You want them to have a culture of service and heart and, and to love the dance. But I also think because you have walked in their shoes, you know, as an artist, is that part of it too? Like you have been in their shoes. You know exactly what it's like to be this age and, and aspiring to be, or are professional dancers yeah. that part of it too? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, along the way, you know, I had an amazing career. I danced everywhere and with you know, a lot of really unique and um, sometimes difficult people. Mm-hmm. And I think along the way I made mental notes that I'm never going to be like that and I'm never going to be like <laughs> that. I'm going to emulate that. And, I'm gonna, <laughs> and just because I, I don't think that people need to suffer or need to be mistreated in order to be, mm. bring out the but best in them. But for some reason, though, the ballet does yeah. have that reputation that it's harder or more disciplined or you're going to get, you know, like maybe Black Swan, the movie didn't help much. But like, oh, yeah, it didn't. Like, not at all. There's not at all. a stigma <laughs> yeah. of ballet yeah. being this thing to almost be scared of as a performer. Right. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I it's, it's a unique art form and it, you know, people don't sort of get it on their first viewing. I think coming to an uncorked really helps people mm-hmm. sort of get hooked on it totally. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it more accessible. Yeah, and- I mean, one of the things I, I I make as part of my mission is to 
what I call dispel the myth. I mean, people mm-hmm. who don't know ballet, people who've never seen ballet, have a preconceived idea, like a Dolly Dinkle thing on top of a music mm-hmm. box going mm-hmm. around kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and then they come in, the or air, they're no, and they're snooty. Yeah. And, and you're none of that. No, 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 no. 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 I mean, well, we can, if you're doing a ballet that requires a character that's extremely extravagant or arrogant, or you know, it's called acting, you know, right. so you can do that. But, but we're just people, and mm-hmm. we're working, and I, we're working really hard, and we're really grateful that people give us money mm-hmm. so we can do this. I remember our friend Sarah Brady, who is our board chair and your dear friend. Yes, she, uh, you know, she she just reveres the dancers, and she just they're superstars, and I'm scared of them. Like yeah. they're just so cool. And then she's like, and then I got to meet them, and they're nice, and they're people, <laughs> and they're like, re, you know, I remember the first time she met Kate Ro- Robichaud. Yeah. Robichaud. Robichaud. Yeah, Robichaud. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she was like my idol. You know, <laughs> I wanted to be like her, and then she met her. She's like, oh, she's just Kate. Right. And I loved that uncorked. You go around and let everybody introduce themselves right. and tell yes. where they're from and how long they've been with the company. And in that short moment, you see the personality sure. of each of the dancers, and it really does make the art a little more accessible yeah. and that you guys are having a good time doing yeah. this. And that you enjoy each other. You mm-hmm. cultivate a family feeling there, and you include them it's really really beautiful yeah so nick that's what important it, what it, tell us what it's like as a dancer you know you guys put you do put in long hours of rehearsing and it is a lot of discipline that you have to put to what are some of the things just in your personal life like whether it's diet or exercise like what are the things that you have to focus on to be in the best shape as a professional dancer yep so the exercise never stops uh <laughs> just because you leave the studios every day doesn't mean that you're not like constantly working to become a better dancer more in shape, more, uh, I guess, equipped for the role that you're preparing for. So give us an example. So, do you um, lift so, weights? Uh, do you go to the gym? Yeah, so I'll have to go to the gym. Uh, I've uh, set like exercises for what days I'm doing, just so you work all the groups um, evenly. Uh, like with Swan Lake now, uh, we're working on uh, the white swan paw, per se. And that has a lot of lifting that is very challenging because there's not a lot of momentum mm-hmm. allowing you to kind of make the lift easier. It's a lot of uh, pressing just straight from pressing in, wow. a, in a sense that you're lifting the girl above your head. Um, so you're not really... <laughs> Which um, I have never understood how you do that. So like, you're, there, it's so sorcery. Myself off the ground. So like, there's, no, there's no momentum. It, so in this, yeah. in this paw, so the, girl, so the girl's just stri- going straight from the ground up above your head. So it's, your it's a arms. lot of... Yeah. So it's a lot of um, learning how to lift correctly. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to the gym and stuff like that so you can build the muscle to lift correctly. Because if you don't, you can severely hurt yourself wow. so so how often do you yeah. go to the gym uh i try to go as often as possible i, I like every day get, mm, not every day because you need to allow time to recover so every, so other, every day? other day and then i allow some like cross train like one of our um ballet mistresses uh joey lynn man uh has been kind of on me about doing push-ups during my breaks and stuff like that too so i've been trying to do like uh during my breaks i'll do like push-ups and uh when i um <laughs> When I get home, if it's uh, every other day, I'll try and go to the gym and uh, do whatever exercises uh, I've set for myself. And that how day. do you how do you work with your food? Like, do you do I extra was gonna say, protein? Do you eat pizza? Do you protein eat chocolate and carbs. cake? Protein <laughs> All fat. Yeah. No vegetables. I, I, I'll allow myself some uh, pizza or French fries or queso once in a while. But your, yeah. your colleagues here are agreeing queso. that you would, we that went you to eat. Wendy's yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah, God. It was it was time for myself to Someone go to Wendy's. <laughs> So, Ar- Arcadian, you know, there you are a dancer, so but there's also so much more to you. You're a choreographer and an, 
an accomplished pianist. Uh, really, I've heard some people say you are a, a prodigy, uh, really. What are some things you started at a very young age, right? You came to the company when you were like 16 or 15 or younger. Around there, yeah. 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 What are some things 16. you've sacrificed? Uh, 15. 15? Yeah. yeah. What are some things that you've sacrificed um, to be where you are today? Um, well, it's kind of like how we were talking about earlier before the show. Um, the the term sacrifice, I guess. Um, I didn't really feel like I sacrificed anything for this art form. If anything, the art form kind of saved me a little mm. bit. You know, I, I uh, before like I mean I've bullying. Yeah, I've my youth was kind of uh tumultuous a little bit um in many many different ways but i mean the one that i've always kind of highlighted the most on is the bullying aspect of like being in grade school and stuff um and i was bullied before ballet Mm. um just for being different and being more i guess advanced in certain aspects instead of being advanced in soccer or football or anything i was advanced in the more you know articulate things of art and whatever um and then I was bullied for that, and I was also smaller to begin with, too. So that was, you know, just classic. Um, and then and I started dancing because um, I started dancing because of a fluke, basically. Um, but then I started going with it more, and then I'm, the kids found out and everything, and I started getting more bullying for that. Mm. But I found out that the dancing was way more worth it than the ridicule that you mm. endure. So you endure it for something that you love even more. And Did you know early on around that time that this was it, that this was something you were going to excel in and probably do for a living? In dance, yes. Ballet, no. I never thought I would do when, ballet. When did you th- know ballet? Um, Probably around 15. I got like a scholarship to come to the summer program uh, of that year. And I that's where I met... Um, well, I, actually, I met Mr. Robert before that, I think, but not as dancing. I was kind of just like in the building playing piano and stuff <laughs> and um but then after that i met him with dancing and i kind of pursued after that summer program that's where it kind of just so clicked. wait you didn't you didn't study ballet until you were 15 yeah wow amazing mm-hmm. how about you guys uh nick and adam when did you start studying ballet or when did you know you were going to be a ballet dancer i started when i was seven years old so my mom was a ballet dancer and uh she didn't really pressure me too much into dancing but uh, I went to see the Nutcracker once and came home and said, like, this is what I want to do. But when you say this is what you want to do, you don't really know what that means. So when I was about 14 is when I really, like, sat down and said, like, this is what I want to do as a career. Like, I want to be a ballet dancer. And um, just kind of tacking on to what you said about sacrifice. Honestly, like, I don't think, like, dancers ever really, like, feel like they sacrifice. It's more about what other people sacrificed for me to get to this place. Wow. Yeah, for sure. That's and Barry, this yeah. is some deep Beautiful. stuff today. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. It's like, yeah. And I love that he's acknowledging that right? he sacrificed. I like, I didn't sacrifice anything. I got to be a ballet dancer. But, I mean, my grandfather, like, my parents got divorced when I was um, doing ballet. And uh, I had no one to take me to, to classes. So if it wasn't for my grandfather who drove me to class every day, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I, whenever I go home, I always see him, and I'm like, you know, I wouldn't be a ballet dancer right now Sweet. if it wasn't for him. So, so true. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a tribute. Cool. Is he still with us? Yes. Then you have to have him hear this, and thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Adam, how about you? When did you know you were going to be a dancer? I started at 11, 
And as soon as I kicked my head, I knew I was going to be to lighten mood a bit. Which leg, left or right? Right. Okay. Oh that- my goodness. <laughs> no, oh my I God, went both. to. I went right. <laughs> I always could do a split, and I went to this cat's camp, and I cats. thought it was acting because I wanted to be famous, and it ended up being dancing. And then those people opened a studio, and I was their first student. So. It just kind of worked out. But as soon as I started dancing, I've always liked attention and being <laughs> mm-hmm. performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Oh so, goodness. 11. This show is getting very real. I'm here. loving this show. I don't want it to end. See. And it's not ending now, but we do have to take a short break. Absolutely. And we will be back. So happy to have all of you here from Orlando Ballet, Joshua Vickery, myself, Mary Thompson Hunt, from the heart. Welcome back, listeners, to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. I'm Joshua Vickery with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt. And we are having just a fun show talking to the Orlando Ballet, some dancers and the artistic director, Robert Hill. We have Arcadian Broad and Nick Patterson and Adam Borland as well. You guys have been a blast uh, to talk to. So, Robert, you have a really cool season coming up, right? So tell us all about it. Okay, we open uh, end of October, Swan Lake, and we're going to be having live music with the Orlando Philharmonic Orchestra. Yay. With an amazing conductor, the music director from uh, Kansas City Ballet. Her, her name is Ramona Panzagrau. Oh, and she, she conducted she our before. Don yeah. Quixote. Don yeah. Quixote, yeah. that's right. She's amazing. Oh, I love watching her. She's so brilliant. This is going to be a lovely, lovely, lovely Swan Lake. We also have guest artists for uh, opening night and closing night uh, Adiaris Almeida and her partner. Taras Domitrio. Mm, wow. Yeah. Very cool. And of course, Arcadian will be dancing uh, Prince Siegfried with his swan queen, uh, Chiaki Yasukawa. Oh, Chiaki's back. She's back. Oh, because she had a short. She right, had she a had second a ba- baby. That is her second yep. baby, right? So and, she was out for a little bit. Yep. And we're giving her a Swan Lake and a Romeo and Juliet as a way of celebrating her career this year. Wow. wow. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I love Very that. Very cool. Um, after Swan Lake, we're going to do Nutcracker again in December because we do that every year. Uh, February, we're doing uh, Romeo and Juliet once again. Nice. Uh, and then, um, is it March? Mm-hmm. March. March, we'll be doing the return of Arcadian Broad's Beauty and the Beast. Yay, and sweet. The final program is really exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all exciting, but um, it's, it's new works to the organization. One is a return of choreographer Jessica Lang, who has a sister piece to the piece that we presented of hers mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, and then the second piece on that program is going to be a brand new creation by Arcadian, who is also, again, creating the music, composing the music. Wow. And the theme is going to be, are you calling it Wonderland? Yeah, this version we're calling it Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be the telling of the uh, Alice in Wonderland story through the eyes of the Mad Hatter, Ooh. which wow. will then eventually Good. expand to a full evening production. So, wow. mm-hmm. And then the third piece on that program, the closing number, will be a new piece that I'm creating with um, Sandra Lewis singing with her band on the stage. Original Ooh. music as well? 
we haven't decided on any original music. We're going to be doing everything from Marvin Gaye to oh, oh, oh my yeah, goodness. you're going to and bring all the place and now. the songs that she sang on uh-huh. the Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No no no. It's going to rock the house. And Tissandra was the original voice of Cirque du Soleil, La yes. Nuba. Yes. So you've heard her in so many commercials if you haven't heard her sing live. And we were saying during the break that she is a diva in the best of yeah. sense. Yes. She can command a stage and sing the roof off a place. Oh my and we gosh. all we all love you, Cissandra. Yes. So mm-hmm. Humble and approachable as anyone you'll yes. ever meet. Oh, we are right. having a love fest since the, the <laughs> first day she came into that studio. You guys were all there that first mm-hmm. day she came in and then all the dancers were so excited. Uh-huh. It was just great. So Arcadian, what can you give us like as an insider, a little bit insider information on your new and upcoming production, Wonderland? Music sounds amazing. These little passages yeah. I keep hearing every <laughs> once in a while. <gasps> Stunning well, music. Thanks. Thank you. I mean, they're compl- they're they're definitely all in the bare bones stage for sure. So it's kind of cool if that you get that feedback right away. So that's kind of cool. Sounds lush. Lush. <laughs> extravagant. Yeah. But uh, so basically the... The I guess log line for this is that this is uh, a story based on characters that Lewis Carroll created, an, an original story based on those characters. So um, I am I have on not only am doing the music and the choreography, so I decided I kind of have to try and one up myself each time in order to grow and stuff. So it's like yeah. I'm gonna write the story for this thing, and I'm gonna kind of just take these, you know well-known famous characters and put them in a situation that I'm creating. And the situation is that um, what would happen if we brought the Mad Hatter into our world versus Wonderland? Because we always see him in Wonderland. He belongs in Wonderland. That's what every rendition of. And I was like, so I'm going to take him out of there, put him in our world and see what would play out it sounds mm. like art imitating life exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you know that's and awesome so, and we're yeah. gonna hopefully do the full production with live music that mm-hmm. we're gonna talk to you about joshua yeah was that a hint live music <laughs> <laughs> i felt that it was Robert. A song yeah song. yeah a little because we did beauty and the beast with you mm-hmm. um, and you cinderella guys. yeah and cinderella, and cinderella. which was super fun yeah it was great yeah so we want to keep we need that. live music for the ballet. Yes, we have we to. Do. We have to have live music for right. the ballet. We do. So, Nick, what um, role are you excited about in this upcoming season? All these shows. Maybe you don't know what roles you have, or maybe you, <laughs> maybe there's something you do know. I don't know. How does that work? <laughs> Awkward moment. Awkward moment. Yep. Do you know? Awkward That's a good turtle. question. Do you guys know at the beginning of the season what you're going to do for the rest of the season? Well, we start rehearsals, and we're all just kind of testing out the roles, and they're. Um, they call certain people to certain rehearsals to kind of see who is kind of who looks good with who as far as like partnering and stuff like that. So um, as of now, we've been the guys have been rehearsing um, the Neapolitan dance, which is a very fast, upbeat uh, dance and um, technically difficult. Very, very, very difficult. So mm-hmm. um, I've been rehearsing that a lot and uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm hoping to uh, perform that. And um, the Jester's dance is also a very, very... Uh, hard dance as well because um there's a lot of big jumps big uh like think of like the trust fall uh, uh exercise that you do God. except it's like almost to an extreme so uh one of the guys runs at the other guy and jumps backwards onto the other guy's 
like chest. chest. So it's all like (laughs) that's trust. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's scary. Both of those dances are very very challenging. I would wear Velcro. (laughs) 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 Or put a a net underneath yourself or something. But no, the the crowd's gonna love it. The the crowd's gonna cheer. I I just I know for a fact they'll they'll see it and they'll just like they'll jump out of their seat because they think that you know they'll imagine what could have gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking from ignorant terms because I don't know. But there are certain dancers that are really great tricksters. You know, and whenever they come out and do their tricks, the the audience goes wild. I know Nick, you're what you have some tricks up your sleeve usually (laughs) in in some of these shows. Adam, maybe let me rephrase it a little bit. Are there any shows that you're shows that you're excited about coming up? In this season, I'm glad you asked. I love Sassandra. Um, But last year, when I first came, the very first role that I um, learned that was Beast, and that's Arcadian Broads. And that's honestly like a dream role. I never thought uh, (laughs) that I would do that. I got married this summer, and my hashtag was Beauty in the Borland because I'm a hot mess. But, But. I really enjoy doing Beast and the choreography for that because you do have this big mask on mm-hmm. and big everything, but it really challenges me to use my body to act mm. and not my face, which wow. is hard because you can tell what I'm thinking as soon as you look at my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with my body, not, maybe not so much. Right. But I, as as soon as I heard that we were doing that again, I was like, good, let's do it again. I love it. When you get into a character where you have to assume certain uh, positions and postures, it sort of changes your personality, but not even just on stage. As you're living that during the role, don't you find you grow in different ways as a person? Or do you? I don't know. As an actor, I know I I definitely feel like I, I can kind of relate to what you're saying. I definitely feel like I can learn from something like that to seem like a more strong, dominant male, Mm -hmm. I guess, in a sense, because when you're in that choreography and you're trying to be a beast and trying to put yourself in that, you can kind of bring that in to your life. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I always (laughs) left the character in the studio, I have to say, personally. Mm-hmm. As a as a performer, I think maybe it was because I was very fortunate. Again, you know, I danced how many ballets? You know, mm, I danced so you know, many, such <laughs> an amazing repertory, and I, I don't know. I, I it, it wasn't never a job. I always had passion for it, but I never was one of these people who, you know, in order to be able to do Giselle, I w- would have to walk in a real graveyard to feel what it feels like. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there are people who, right. who need to do that, you yeah. know? Right. Gonna, like method acting kind of thing. You yeah. know, I, you have to, I have an imagination, so I, I sort of right. could do that. But yeah, I, I let it go. But I mean, I think that there, there can be good things that you take from some of these characters and you can apply mm-hmm. to your own I character. definitely think the partnership in uh, Pas de Deux can really help your life because in a, par- in a Pas de Deux, you really have to work together to make something happen. So then it kind of, I don't know, it kind of helps me mature a bit more. Explain to our listeners the pas de deux. Pas de deux is when two people dance together. Is it usually a man and a woman? I probably should know this. But it's d- two it, people. Pas de deux doesn't say man, woman. Right. Yeah. I think. Dance just say two. like dance of two. Dance yeah, that's what two. I was, yeah. It's just dance of two or dance for two, I guess. <laughs> Nick gave us the encyclopedia, dictionary version. Yeah, I'm over here. Let's go pull out my Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see that where when, when you specialize in working with someone collaboratively and trusting that that is something that you yearn for, not just on stage. Mm-hmm. That wasn't one of my, that was the thing that I enjoyed most about 
dancing those ballets and those big famous potages from Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and from Manon, and from Onegin, and from these great ballets. You so, know. Robert, how do you keep, you know, b- with your illustrious dance career and now how long as an artistic director? 10 to 12? Here in Orlando, eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Yeah. How do you keep kind of some of these standards like Romeo and Juliet or Swan, like how do you keep it fresh and exciting and inspirational for you personally? Like, you know, you've been doing it for so long now. How do you keep the joy in it? Um, the first thing is, again, you're talking about keeping ballet relevant. You know, Swan Lake was originally done in four acts mm. with three intermissions. <laughs> so, so I've cut it down to two acts with one intermission. So, so I, it, it just very quickly, um, I, I took the first act and I thought, okay, in terms of the storytelling, what information is actually being shared with the audience? Basically, you find out the prince is having a birthday turning 21 or whatever was the legal age back then. <laughs> and his mother gives him a crossbow as a present, and she reminds him, don't forget, you have to get married in order mm-hmm. to become king. That was it. <laughs> so I do the mime that I just did for you guys mm-hmm. very quickly under a, a down spot with the queen and the prince, and then we go straight to second act. Mm-hmm. Straight Boom. to the swans. Right Done. into it. Yeah. Straight to the lake. People yeah. come to see Swan Lake because they want to see the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. all the girls around so, there. And yeah. then, the, then all the swans come in. Uh, so the first 10 minutes in the theater, you've got the overture, and then the swans are coming out. Wow. People go, wow. You get to yeah. what Already everyone's here. there to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you keep it? Fr- I think that it, I'm a firm believer that, you know, when I look at some of the mime scenes and some of the, um, um, sto- the storytelling elements, I, 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 I use the phrase, do I, whether I believe or not, right? Isn't that what I say? Yeah. So, so what I'm what I'm seeing has has to I have to believe it, which means that it has to be believable right now in this moment. You can't just phone it in. So that's mm. how you keep it fresh. I think mm. you know, that's awesome, Arcadian. What um, for you? You know, you you shared some really cool things about just being bullying and how dance saved you and and kind of the journey you've been on. If we have people, and I'm sure we do all over listening and, and are aspiring to be a dancer or aspiring to be an artist and maybe in a similar situation or a parent of a kid who's in that situation, what advice would you have about not giving up in the journey that you're on now? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was always um, perseverance. It's just you and just following your heart. It's very simple. It's a simple notion but a really hard concept to grasp because like what i mean you don't really know what you your heart really wants until it until it presents Mm -hmm. itself right away um and it was just you really have to stick to it you really have to know that you love it you have to feel that you love it and you have to surround yourself with people that share that same feeling and share the same the same knowledge of where you want to go and i've been super lucky to have tons of people in my life who share that and you know if it wasn't for that guy right there mr robert he i wouldn't be you know i wouldn't be doing any of what i'm doing especially here in this company too you know i would i get to perform so many things and i'm so young as well because you know ballet career can be very very short well may they all find you know? mr robert in their life may we all everyone there should be yeah. like an app where yeah, you can register. Just like register. Let's do yeah. it and sell it. I can retire. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, we only have just a little bit of time, but quickly, Nick, what is your dream? Is this, have you reached it already or what What do you want to do? Um, As a dancer, you never reach, like your dream, I mean, 
personally, my dream is just to become a better dancer than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So however I can do that is yeah. the process, and then my dream will never be achieved because you can never be the best dancer you like are destined to be because there's never perfection. It's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I saw them exactly. all nod their heads, be better tomorrow than yeah. today. Exactly. No, uh, I we mean, need to go back and listen to this and write all of these down because yes. there's some good stuff in here today, guys. Some I really wish good we advice. Had more time. I would love to have all of you back again. Will this happen? Can we make this happen? You of course. Just give you us know a call. I love you. <laughs> you said you would do this. Yep. You said you do this every day with us. So we're gonna, we up? might take you up on it. <laughs> so orlandoballet.org. Go and check out the incredible season that they're going to be having. You can buy tickets, learn more information about the show. And you can take the classes there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in two days, in two days, there will be the Uncorked yep. at the Abbey uh, downtown. You can also get information and buy tickets on the website there as well. Go to Uncorked. It's fun. Go to Uncorked. It's fun. Mary, we should make a date and go. Let's Seriously, do it. Hey, we should do it. Do can it. you get us some seats, Robert? Uh, do you know anybody that can help uh, us? <laughs> you can sit with <laughs> the artistic <laughs> staff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Way up front. There we go. There we go. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you. I'm thank Mary Thompson-Hunt. Joshua Vickery. And we're here from the heart.